0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God.
1: Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Remain standing with me and open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of First Peter, First Peter chapter 2. Peter chapter number two, and we shall begin reading at verse number four. First Peter, thank you, Lord. Chapter number two, and we shall begin reading at verse number four, and we shall conclude at verse number eight. 1 Peter chapter 2, thank you Lord, verse number 4, verse number 4, and we'll conclude at verse number 8. The Bible says, to whom coming as into a living stone. Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a, up a holy house, a spiritual house rather, holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall never, shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. And the Lord bless the reading of his word. You can be seated. I want to continue talking today from the subject identity check, identity check, and just um, speak across the aisle, somebody, and say, do you know who you are? are? Hallelujah. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? We have come to the eve of our elections in this country and want to encourage everybody to go out and vote. It's challenging. It's, the lines are long because the turnout is of record proportions and I want to encourage those to vote early. Um, I want to encourage those to pray for a peaceful election period. But if you've been watching The election, and you know, polls can be deceiving, so it's not time for anybody to celebrate or cry just yet. But the polls tell us that um, President Trump is behind in the polls, that um, Vice President Biden seems to be leading him in very many categories, including the battleground states. And as a result, you know, if you follow President Trump's presidency, it has been one of almost absolute dominance of his party. You know, I've I've studied politics for years, and it was not uncommon if the president was of your party and did something wrong, people spoke out about it. They, they, They castigated Bill Clinton when he had his affair with Monica Lewinsky, when President Bush was discovered to have used bad information to launch the Gulf War. Members of his own party came out and criticized him. But these people are afraid to criticize or have been afraid to criticize President Trump for fear that it would cost them their position. He has, um, in a number of cases, stood against Republicans running for office, and because his coalition is so strong, they have lost their primaries and been replaced by somebody who is more aligned with Trump's um, rhetoric and Trump's ideology. But because he's sinking in the polls, many of those Republicans who were afraid are now speaking against him. And they're speaking against him because they're worried about being a victim of a down-ballot election. That if the guy at the top of the ticket loses, normally people behind him also lose. And so now they're changing their thoughts, they're changing their they're changing and they're divorcing themselves um, against. Ben Sass, who's a Republican, I believe, running for re-election in Nebraska, came out forcibly against President Trump. And President Trump, as President Trump does, responded with tweets and negative phraseology against this member of his own party. And I use this because it's important that you know with whom you should identify yourself. And you've got to be able, if you're going to connect with somebody, you've got to be able to know that you feel comfortable identifying yourself with this person. Because whether you realize it or not, everything about that person gets attached to you. Come on, here's somebody. Everything about them. You ever had a friend mess up, have a friend have a mishap, have a friend make a mistake, and people didn't care that they were your friend. But now that they've read about them in the paper or seen them on the Internet... First thing they ask is, isn't that your friend? Come on, somebody. Isn't that your family member? Isn't that your cousin? Isn't that your best buddy? Isn't isn't he a member of your frat or your sarah? They want to identify you with them, and it's not always because of the good things. Come on, somebody. It's usually because of the bad things. I I use this analogy because I want us to understand that the church has an identity problem that is negatively impacting us. In fact, too many of us have neglected or ignored our identity as believers. And you say, well, Bishop, they they haven't stopped going to church and they haven't stopped attending worship, but just going to church doesn't identify you with Jesus Christ. Come on here, somebody. Just sitting in a service, just watching a service online doesn't mean that you're aligned with Jesus. In fact, if I could be very honest, too many of us, have used the platform of the church as a means of promoting individuals and not promoting Jesus Christ. And In fact, if there is a a, a byproduct of this pandemic, if there is something that the Lord is trying to say to us in the pandemic, it it is that the Lord is tired of us gathering crowds for the praise of men. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That's why he shut down the basketball games. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's why he shut down the football games. That's why he shut down the concerts and all of the mass gatherings, because most of those gatherings were designed to celebrate people. Come on, somebody. Designed to lift up people, designed to create an environment where people are glorified. And you would say, well, Bishop, why did he shut down the church? Because too often in the church, we have made it a platform to celebrate people. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Too often in the church we have made the pulpit a stage and we've made singers and preachers stars and then we go looking, where is the glory of God? So God said, I'll put you somewhere by yourself and see who you glorify. I'll put you somewhere alone and see who you glorify. Oh God, you were worshiping men too much. You were worshiping celebrities too much. But if I put you in the house by yourself, it'll be when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he has done done for me My soul cries out Hallelujah I praise God for saving me You know there are people Even in ministry That would rather have Personal recognition Than to identify themselves With Jesus Christ And Paul put it like this and, and, And we don't hear this kind of preaching much anymore But Paul told the Corinthian church Brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Oh God, what are you saying, pastor? I'm saying that the Lord wants us to return to a place that the only celebrity in the house of God is Jesus Christ. The only big shot The only star The only one that is celebrated Is Jesus Yes, honor people in their respective places But when it comes to giving glory I'm going to give the glory To God Oh, somebody shout hallelujah I didn't come and I thank God for the people That are worshiping, supporting And people who are watching But the main reason why we gather Either virtually or face to face Is so that God can be glorified And when Jesus says stops being glorified, he starts exiting, oh God, the environment. The quickest way to to make Jesus leave the church is to stop glorifying him and start glorifying people. But if you want to keep the presence of God in your midst, somebody's got to lift their hands and open their mouth and give God the glory because we know he's worthy. Oh, come on and shout hallelujah. If the church is going... To have an impact in this season, in this time, then we have to reconnect with our spiritual identity. And the spiritual identity of the church is that the church is the body of Christ. Somebody say that with me. The church is the body of Christ. What does that mean, Pastor? That means the church is the face, or Jesus Christ is the face, of the church So the only thing You know when you see somebody What you recognize is their face Come on somebody You might not recognize their hands You might not recognize their feet But I know that's Brandon Even behind that mask I know that's Brandon Because I know Brandon's face Come on somebody And the, the Jesus Christ is the face of the church What do you mean Bishop? We shouldn't be seeing anybody in the church But Jesus Okay y'all can get quiet But I'm going to preach this today You shouldn't see anybody. And the problem with ministry is we've got too many personalities that are dominating the atmosphere because we're seeing everything other than the face of Jesus Christ. When I see his face, I stop worrying about who doesn't like me and who doesn't sit beside me and who won't talk to me because I didn't come to see your face. I came to see his face. Church is also... The brain, Jesus Christ is also the brain of the church. Got too many folk thinking outside of Christ. And when you start thinking outside of Christ, you start acting outside of Christ. Because you start to think for yourself. Now, maybe you're that smart, but I'm not smart enough, oh God, to figure out everything about life by myself. Maybe that's you, but I need Jesus sometimes to think for me. Okay, I'm the only one, I get it. I need Jesus to think for me because if I start thinking for myself, I'm going to start thinking some crazy stuff. Come on here, somebody. If I start thinking for myself, I'm going to start thinking outside of the will of God. If I start thinking for myself, I'm going to start thinking outside of what the Lord wants me to do and how he wants me to behave. I need to allow the Lord to be the brains of my life. So you cannot operate legitimately in the anointing and in the ministry of Jesus Christ and not operate in the character of Jesus Christ. And and this is what I find disturbing sometimes. Is that people, in many cases, want to have the anointing of the Lord, but don't want to have his character. Come on, somebody. I want to heal the sick and be a womanizer. Lord, help me preach this. Come on, somebody. I want to cast out devils and be a crook. Come on, somebody. I I, I, I want to watch people, the lame walk but be hateful to folk once i get them up walking come on somebody so 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 we want we want the anointing without the character and you can't have the anointing without the character The reason why... Oh, God, I'm I'm, going to say it and y'all can get mad when I say it. The reason why we are faking miracles is because we are faking character. And because there's not a legitimate anointing if the character of God is not in our midst. How can I expect God to show up for me and to do this for me? And I don't live the life of a believer. I've got to clean up my house. I've got to clean up my attitude. I've got to clean up my behavior so that the anointing that God has given me... can flow through me unfettered, unhindered, oh God, uninhibited. But the anointing is hindered in so many cases because we don't have the character of Jesus. And when you try to do ministry without character, you are acting the life of a fraud. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. That's why Jesus said this clearly, and I want y'all to get this because it's the truth. Jesus said that not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom. Everybody that puts on a robe ain't going to heaven. Oh, come on, somebody help me preach this. Everybody that grabs a mic and preaches or sings is not going to heaven. Some folk are going to be lost because they've been faking all along the way. Jesus said many will come in that day And say Lord did I not prophesy In that name did I not cast out Devils did I not work many wonderful Works and the Lord says I'm going to tell Them depart from me Ye workers of iniquity I never Knew you oh God can I Help somebody in here beyond Being doing whatever I do in church I need to make sure that I know Jesus And as important as it is that I know Jesus I've got to make sure that He knows me does he know me? Does he know me? Now, everybody talks about they know the Lord, and that's like just saying, well, I know LeBron James. How do I know LeBron James? i seen him on television. Come on, somebody. I may have even gone to a game and watched him play. So when you see him, you recognize him. But the optimal question is, does LeBron know you? If you called the house and said, "Is Reggie. Come on, somebody. Would he know who Reggie is? And so beyond you saying that you know Jesus, if you call Jesus. Oh God, it said it's me. Would he know who it is? Oh, hallelujah. Okay, some of y'all missed that. Some of y'all missed that. If I get on my knees and pray and say, Lord, here I am, would he know who was calling on him at that moment? It's not important that I just know Jesus, but I need to know him. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this sealed, the Lord knows them that are his. When you get that point, you stop worrying about who recognizes you, when you come in the service, you stop worrying about who calls your name from the pulpit. It doesn't really matter if you don't know or recognize me. The Lord recognizes me. The Lord knows them that are His. That everyone that name of the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Peter in the text, I need to hurry on, is trying to encourage and prepare the church. The Holy Ghost tells Peter that the church is about to experience persecution and where you are in Christ becomes evident under pressure and attack. We've been celebrating the miracles that God has wrought in the pandemic, but we haven't talked perhaps enough about the pandemic struggles. And the truth is that some of us have struggled horribly in this pandemic. Some of us, some of our members lost their jobs in the pandemic and went months without a paycheck. But you know what? They never complained. Come on, somebody. They got weary. They got discouraged. But they held their integrity. And the Lord has validated them. Come on, somebody. By giving back what they lost. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Hallelujah. We've talked about the healings of the pandemic, but the reality is some of us have lost loved ones, not from corona, but from other things. Hallelujah. And, and, and we've struggled with grief. Hallelujah. On the same day, we had two members lose loved ones. Aria lost her dad. Hallelujah. Sister Nikita lost her aunt on the same day. Come on somebody. Tragic circumstances. Difficulties. But you know what? I'm celebrating the fact that no matter what these people Margie was perhaps the first corona funeral that I had to preach was for her father. And I and I know the grief hallelujah, that has invaded the lives of these people. Monique's mother passed away. Anita's mother passed away. Angie's mother passed away. But here is the blessing of God. Everybody's held on to their faith. Oh, hallelujah. It's been challenging. It's been difficult. There have been a lot of tears, but we ought to celebrate the fact that despite everything that we've had to endure, the Lord is is keeping us. And say sometimes it's not the blessings that define you. It's how you handle the struggles? Are you still going to be around when the storm is over? Are you still going to have your praise after you've gone through the rain? Are you going to be able to glorify God in the midst of your adversity? Because anybody can praise God when they're buying houses, getting new jobs, driving new stuff, but it's the person that loves God that'll hold their head up in the midst of hell and say, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I got a second for somebody to praise him. And it's not just the blessed folk. I need somebody that's been through hell to open your mouth right now and make the devil the liar that he is. I cried, but I'm still going to give him glory. I suffered, but I'm still going to give him glory. The enemy came from my family, came from my house, came for my children. But despite at all. I still belong to him and I'm still going to give him the glory. Come on, shout hallelujah come on shout hallelujah do you know who you are even under stress stress defines who you are the juice doesn't come out of the grape until the grape is squeezed when you squeeze the grape what's in the grape comes out of the grape and the devil squeezed some of us but all he got was the joy that was on the inside he squeezed me and a prayer came out. He squeezed me and and my faith came out. He squeezed me and a dance came out. Because what's in you is going to come out of you when you go through hell. When you go through high water. What's in you? Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Let me give you this. Sit down for a second. Let me give you some more. Give you some more. Oh, God. But just tell the neighbor, what's in me is about to come out. Oh, God. If you don't want to see it, don't squeeze me. But if you squeeze me and the joy comes out, don't shut If you squeeze me and the anointing comes out, It's because that's what's in me. That's what's in me. That's what's in me. That's what's in me. Who you are is defined under stress. Who you are is manifested under stress. If the enemy can't bother you And not get cussed out, you ain't a saint. Come on, somebody. Lord, help me preach this. But when you attack believers, what is in the believer is what is manifested. So when you attack a Christian, Christ comes out of the Christian because he's a Christian. Come on, somebody. If Buddha comes out of you when you get squeezed, you ain't a Christian, you a Buddhist. Come on, somebody. As 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 As-Salaamu Alaikum comes out of you when you get squeezed, you ain't a Christian, you a Muslim. But if Jesus comes out of you when you get squeezed, if power comes out of you when you get squeezed, if love comes out of you when you get squeezed, it was Jesus that put that there. Let me give you this Then I need to wrap this up. Peter calls us lively stones. Lively stones is an oxymoron because stones are inanimate objects. That's why you can step on a rock and he not holler. Come on somebody. Because it's a dead rock. You can throw a rock and hit a wall and the rock is unchanged by it. In fact, the only way thing you can do for a rock is break it or cause it to erode because it's a rock. But Peter calls believers lively stones. Why? Because we gain life through our connection to Jesus Christ. Who else but Jesus could take a rock, come on somebody, and make it alive? Who else but Jesus could take an inanimate object and breathe life into it? Because that's what Jesus does. But because we are chosen by Christ, we are sometimes disallowed and disconnected from people. Oh God, some of us in this season have struggled with people abusing us and people take advantage of us and people misusing us. And you can never be a credible Christian seeking validation from people let me tell you this, it's good to be delivered, oh God, from sin and it's good to be delivered from demons and it's great to be delivered from principalities but one of the greatest acts of deliverance that the Lord will give you is deliverance from people when you go to a place that you stop worrying about who likes you and you stop worrying about who validates you and you stop worrying about who invites you to their house who hangs out with you who's your friend and when you come to a place that you say Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so when you have to leave oh God friends in tears but the Lord meets you as you leave the friends and wraps his arm around you and shows you his compassion and reminds you that if I love you That's really what matters if I care for you. That's really what matters, but the Bible says we're this way. Because uh, we're lively stones uh, attached uh, to the cornerstone. Uh, pull up the slide uh, with the cornerstone. Uh, the cornerstone uh, is the most precision. Uh, it's the most perfect, oh uh, God, thing in the building. Uh, because the cornerstone uh, has been cut uh, to perfection. Uh, the cornerstone uh, is done by somebody uh, that has a precise measurement. Uh, pull up the next slide. Uh, it shows uh, a. Pre- Measurement every rock can't be a cornerstone. Oh, God, look at the cornerstone is right here, it's precise, and every other stone is put in alignment to the cornerstone because the cornerstone is perfect. The cornerstone has no errors. And when Jesus put you in the church, He aligned you with the cornerstone. I'm who I am. Because I'm aligned With Jesus Christ I've been aligned With the chief cornerstone So don't get mad When folk reject you They rejected Jesus Don't get mad When folk cast you aside He was the stone That the builders rejected And he is now made The head of the corner Oh hallelujah Neither is this Salvation In any other name For there's no other name Under heaven Given among men Whereby we must be saved Oh hallelujah My Muslim brother If you're going to heaven You gotta come through Jesus My Confucius Brother If you're going to heaven You gotta come through Jesus My Hindu friend Jesus said I'm the one the truth and the light. No man comes to the Father, but by me, he's the way. There's power in his name. I wish somebody in this church would open their mouth and use the name at the name of Jesus, every knee has got to bow. Every tongue has got to confess. You need healing? Use the name. You need deliverance? Use the name. You need power? Use the name. You need joy? Use the name. You need love? Use the name. Somebody say it. Somebody say it. Jesus Jesus, how sweet the name. Jesus. Every day the same. I found the friend who is all the world to me. His love is ever true. I love how he lifted me and what he can do for you. Oh how I love Jesus. Oh how I love Jesus. Oh Jesus somebody open your mouth and shout Jesus Come on I got to close come on I got to close I got to come on stand 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 I got to close I got to close I got to close And because of who Jesus is that makes me who I am Oh, hallelujah! Y'all didn't get that Because Of who Jesus is That makes me Who I am And the Holy Ghost Listen to me all you Pentecostal folks The Holy Ghost Is the DNA Of Jesus Christ How y'all know that Because when Gabriel came to Mary. He told her that the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. And the Holy Ghost is going to conceive a baby in your womb without the benefit of a man. Come on, somebody. That same Holy Ghost that made Mary pregnant with the God of glory is living inside of us. Okay, I thought I was talking to Holy Ghost filled people. The same glory that overshadowed Mary filled you one day. Anybody here got the Holy Ghost? Oh, shatana Anybody here got the Holy Ghost? Then you have in you the DNA of Jesus Christ. And that is supposed to be your prevailing. Identity If you have the Holy Ghost And people see More flesh Than they see Christ You need a refilling I'm not going to say you were never filled But if all they see is flesh Attitude, personality Anger That's all they see Then you need a refilling
0: We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.RefugeTempleNC.com. Again, that's www.RefugeTempleNC.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552, Burlington NC 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552, Burlington NC 27215. Or email us info at Refugetemple NC.com. That's info at Refugetemple NC.com. God bless you, and until next time, Shalom Shalom.